0: Happy game day, Seattle hockey fans. We are hosting the Ottawa Senators. But before I get to that, the maestro, please, Oliver Bjorkstrand, will make his first NHL All Star appearance. I can't say that I had that on my bingo card, but let's break it down why I was a little bit surprised, why I think it happened, and why I really like this pick to represent. The Seattle Kraken. All that and more coming up on today's episode of Locked On Kraken. You are Locked On Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to a live stream edition of Locked on Kraken. If you are like me, you uh, found yourself watching an NHL game on ESPN that maybe you didn't originally have on your schedule. That's because the National Hockey League, by way of their broadcast partner, ESPN, announced the first 32 All-Stars. These are league selected one player per team and they announced the East first at some point during the Boston and Pittsburgh game and then just as we went to into the first intermission they announced the Western Conference All-Stars including the maestro Oliver Bjorkstrand number 22 for the Seattle Kraken. And I put out something on social media a little bit earlier asking who you thought would be our all-star. I think we got pretty much the usual suspects, Vince Dunn. Um, You know, a lot of people saying maybe Joy Decord will go in via the fan vote. I think if Jaden Schwartz had not been injured, which of course shoulda, coulda, woulda, maybe he was a player that we could have seen. I I know there are some people that despite his three injuries with us, think Andre Burakovsky is uh, the absolute bee's knees of the Seattle Kraken. I know I sound a little salty towards Burakovsky. I promise I really am not. I just think the way he's talked about within the context of the reality of the Seattle Kraken is a little bit, uh, I don't know, wild. Anyway, today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Okay, so Oliver Bjorkstrand is our pick. I think a lot of the usual suspects named for the first 32. Here's a little graphic that NHL sent to us. It's probably hard to read, but I will walk you through it. So we have um, from the, uh, you know, we have, uh, let's go, Boston Postrinach. We have uh, Sebastian Ajo from Carolina, Connor Bedard. Of course, Nathan McKinnon, Boone Jenner. They were talking about uh, Jake Ottinger, uh, Clayton Keller for Arizona, uh, Frank Vetrano for Anaheim. Uh, A lot of people saying they want to see Zegris. We'll see what happens there. Sam Reinhardt for Florida, Cam Talbot from the LA Kings, uh, Kirill Kaprizov from Minnesota, Nick Suzuki from Montreal, Connor Hellebuck from Winnipeg, Tom Wilson from Washington, Jack Eichel from Vegas. Quinn Hughes from Vancouver. I like that a lot. Austin Matthews for Toronto. Nikita Kucherov, Tampa Bay. Robert Thomas from St. Louis. The aforementioned Maestro himself, Oliver Bjorkstrand from the Seattle Kraken, his first all-star appearance. Thomas Hurtle from San Jose. Sidney Crosby, his sixth overall. And only McDavid has more appearances than Crosby. Crosby at six. McDavid, Connor McDavid at seven. Nate, Nathan McKinnon at five. And then you've got a cluster of players at four, including Brady Kachuk, who we will see tonight. Travis, four. Uh, Knessi, I don't know how to say his name. Sorry, Travis. Sorry to Travis, but he's from Philadelphia, his second all star. Uh, Igor skin from the New York Rangers, Matthew Barzal, his third overall appearance for, um, and he will be representing the New York Islanders, Jack Hughes for the Devils, his third appearance, and Philip Forsberg for Nashville. So, let me know in the comments what do you think? About the all-star lineup. Again, I'm a little bit surprised. I'm a little bit surprised that it's Ollie Bjorkstrand for us. I'm not even going to (laughs) lie. I'm not even going to lie. But I like it. I like it because Oliver Bjorkstrand has really increased his game. I think... As I say all the time on Locked on Kraken, that third line, traditionally it's it's the third line listed for us of Bjorkstrand with Yanni Gord and uh, and uh, Ellie Tolvenin. who what was I listening to? Oh, it was uh, anyway, uh, I was like someone was pronouncing his name wrong and it was like burning my grits. Anyway, um, those guys, I think, are solid for the Seattle Kraken. Things have not come the way we wanted them to early on in the season. I think there's been a lot of inconsistency. I talk a lot about how I personally disagree with Dave when he, you know, with coach hack, when he says that we are a consistent team, we've gotten there as of late and we want to continue that tonight. But uh, that third line and Oliver Bjorkstrand coming into his own Oliver Bjorkstrand coming up clutch, whether you talk about the playoffs last year or even this year. Now, (sighs) There's a lot of debate on what is an all-star? Who what, Who? What? is the all-star game for? What is the purpose of the all-star game? What constitutes an all-star? Are we just picking big names? Regardless, I remember in another sport that I cover, there is someone who is Without question, one of the top players in the WNBA did not make an All Star game, and I thought rightfully so. At that point in the season, was not playing her best game, and there was a, her coach, who no longer coaches the Phoenix Phoenix Mercury, who said that because Diana Taurasi is not in the All Star game, that there will be an event hosted, but it will not be an all-star game because Diana Taurasi is not an all-star. Now, I thought that was ridiculous on so many levels, including that that coach had another one of her players, Skylar Diggins-Smith, voted into and selected for the all-star game. Can you tell I'm a little worked up? Yes, I am. Anyway, there's a lot of politics around all-star games. And again, who is the all-star game really for? From an NHL perspective, and I honestly think this goes into some of the criticism that we saw from the Winter Classic. The NHL, especially the NHL, is looking for and probably wants to get a different type of fan base. Now, um, I think when you take specialty jerseys off the ice, you kind of shoot yourself in the foot, so to speak. But that's for another podcast. So, when you when you get names that hockey people know, is that doing enough to get non-traditional or just casual hockey fans to watch? Uh, do you want the best players? Uh, if, even if you get the best players, are they going to be playing their best version of hockey? I don't know. Another thing is, and we see this in all All Star games, particularly on the men's side, if I'm being honest, it doesn't really happen on in the on the women's side as much. But some guys don't want to go to an All Star game. They don't want to go. They just don't want to go. I I was gutted for Maddie Baneers last year, and you know, just a freaking cheap shot. And he gets injured, doesn't go to the All Star weekend. Um, and I really didn't like that for him. Um, and Maddie B just hasn't been playing well enough to realistically be an All Star. Now, that said, Oliver Bjorkstrand, he's not our leading point scorer. He's not our leading goal scorer. At least, actually, I need to double check that. I don't think he is. Um, but, you know, I. I like this pick because I like Oliver Bjorkstrand's game. Is he going to do a lot to necessarily bring the average even NHL fan to be like, "Oh, hey, like let me see what's going on with the Seattle Kraken and and watch what's going on there." I don't think so. Now, I don't think that is an indictment on Oliver Bjorkstrand. I think that's an indictment kind of on, again, um, or I guess what I've been alluding to, which is that I think some of these kinds of events are set up to simplify a very complicated thing, which is, well, just the sport of hockey overall, but also it's kind of relative as to what makes an all-star as in their performance versus like a superstar in their celebrity, in their um influence in their ability to gain fans. Now, is Oliver Bjorkstrand going to be in a skills competition and just wowing people? My instinct is to say no, but, um, you know, if you like a hard-nosed, fun guy who comes up clutch, Ollie's your guy. So he's got 11 goals, 18 assists for the Seattle Kraken this year, and, again, has some game winners and... I think has really been just clutch for us. But again, I think some of this also goes into that. Some guys are ready to take the all-star break off. And I think more often than we like to admit in sports in general, there's conversation within the locker room. Hey, like, is this something that you want to do. Do you want to go do this? Do you want to go do that? I think um, the situation with Jared McCann, for example, um, You know, I don't think Ryan Donato is going to be selected for an all-star. But, you know, some guys, they plan uh, engagements (laughs) around their break. They plan vacations. They plan just to be rested and, and away from the sport. So, you know, you can't really blame The guys for not wanting to go but uh we're gonna get into game day at cpa but first i see megan hey megan how are you how good was the winter classic the winter classic was amazing it was fantastic i had such a good time and just since megan you popped on here what i want to say is that i don't want to get into it too much because it is a game day and we've got uh, a a game to re or preview but um I alluded to it at the top when I was talking about Oliver Bjorkstrand to the all-star weekend, but I think there's a disconnect between what happens at an event. So I went to the Florida all-star weekend last year. I was at the winter classic. And then what is the metric of success from viewership so if you're watching the winter classic or if you're watching an all-star game you're probably not at the event you're you're probably watching on tv and it seems like the numbers were down for the winter classic Although the reports from Seattle, when it comes to the sold out crowd or 47,000 plus, uh, as well as the revenue and estimated, I saw Mike Benton uh, tweeted this. And then if you watched the episode from that, I posted yesterday where J.D. Hernandez uh, podcast bombed me (laughs) while I was at Cracking Community Iceplex, both Mike and Jason J.D. Hernandez, the voice of the Coachella Valley Firebirds, were indicating that reports were that the revenue made the local businesses and the city of Seattle an estimated 30 million, I believe is the number that Mike Benton put out there. So that to me is, what is the measure of success? And that's kind of what I was talking about regarding the All-Star. You know, when it comes to the Winter Classic, was it a success um, only because of the people and the revenue that it brought in? Was it a failure given the broadcast? You know, I think it's an interesting thing. So I want to talk about that a little bit more on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Kraken. But today, congratulations to Oliver Bjorkstrand. And you will get to see our all-star tonight at Climate Pledge Arena. It's actually Justin Schultz' bobblehead night. And I loved that he used his platform on his bobblehead night to raise awareness for the Mandy Schwartz Foundation. If you do not know, Mandy Schwartz is Jean's sister. She passed away. She was a Yale graduate and ice hockey player. And the Schwartz family started the Mandy Schwartz Foundation to find bone marrow donors so that people with certain forms of cancer can find donors. And so there will be an opportunity to join the registry. I actually did so at a women's hockey event. The National Women's Hockey League, Bray Ketchum, played At Yale with Jaden's sister, Mandy. And so that's how I got to know Mandy or her legacy and of course the Schwartz family. So when Jaden came to the Seattle Kraken in the expansion draft, one of the first questions I got to ask him virtually, we're still dealing with COVID, was about the Mandy Schwartz Foundation. So um, if you don't know about the Mandy Schwartz Foundation, definitely check it out. Jaden Schwartz and the Seattle Kraken have put out some information on that ahead of tonight's game, which we're going to get into coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked On Kraken is once again brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Now, I've mentioned this so many times, but I really love using Game Time. I, when I, whether it's going to Seattle, I travel to Chicago a lot for work, and I love being able to use the Game Time app to find deals on tickets, whether I want to take in a show performance, I got to see one of my favorite bands, Little Dragon, I got to see a Mariners game with my good friend Laura. And with the M's game in particular, I loved that on the Game Time app from my mobile device, I could take a look at the seats available. I needed two seats for that. And I could pick the section that I wanted to sit in. I could even look at the seats available and then see the view from the seats. I've mentioned it a time or two before. I always like to sit third base side, but more in left field. I'm a former left fielder, so that's probably why. And I got to do that when I bought the M's tickets. The other great thing about game time is the game time guarantee. Same event. Same section, same row. And if you find a lower price than what they have at Game Time, they will give you 110% of your money back. So make sure you download the Game Time app and create an account. And when you do that, use promo code locked on NHL that will get you $20 off your first purchase. Just a reminder that terms apply, but go ahead and download the Game Time app, create your account, and redeem code. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest priced, guaranteed. We've got more to talk about on today's game day episode live. And again, congratulations and stick taps to Oliver Bjorkstrand for heading to the All-Star Game. More coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. And welcome back to Locked on Kraken. You might also notice that we have the graphics that are changed up a little bit. We went with the background and the backdrop to our dark, deep blue, and we used some of that uh, light blue as a a little bit of the border. So let me know what you think. I know some of our Locked on Kraken insiders, you got to see a mock-up of the new logo, um, but let me know what you think about that. But today, it's a game day at CPA, and we're going to get into it. I love... Um, That we're back. How do they choose the bobbleheads? Now, this is a really great question. If I had to guess, it has a little bit something to do with um, some of the sponsors and partners that effectively pay for the bobbleheads because those are giveaways. But uh, that's a great question. I'm going to do some intel there. But I think it's a little bit of... What we talked about with All-Star, right? A little bit of celebrity. You want a guy that you feel is going to probably stick around for the year. You want a guy that fans are going to get excited uh, to to buy tickets and get one. But then also, we had a John Forslund bobblehead that says, hey, hey, what do you say? Which I thought was amazing. And I'm hoping that there's also a little creativity that goes into that. So I love that question. And um, yeah. Oh, did I say... Did I say it wrong? I sometimes misspeak. It always happens to me. I, oh, this is getting stuck here. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, it's not Justin Schultz. It's the Jaden Schwartz bobblehead. So if I said Justin Schultz, that was a mistake. We're definitely talking about Jaden Schwartz, the Mandy Schwartz Foundation, all that jazz. Um, Okay. Um, Okay, let's get into tonight's game. So we are taking on the Ottawa Senators. We have, um... (laughs) Oh, the Ottawa Senators. Listen, you know, we played them earlier in the year, and that was not great. (laughs) It was not great for us, the Seattle Kraken. And um, I really hope that we're able to get this win. Now, we were not playing well when we played – them last time. So uh we, we we need to get this win. You know, we we just need to send Ottawa home with an L. And I think a huge part of that is going to continue to be based on the performance of Joy DeCord. And so if you've been listening to the last handful of episodes, you know Joy DeCord of course became the first goalie in Winter Classic history to get a shutout. That was a three-nothing win over The Vegas Golden Knights, the big bad Knights, boo to the Knights. Um, And so, you know, we know that this is a big game. Joey Decord in net, along with Drieger, because Drieger's been a a part of the points streak, but Joey Decord has um, helped us get to our longest winning streak of this season. A victory tonight would give Seattle wins in six straight games, which is their longest winning streak since they won a franchise best eight consecutive games from January 1st to January 14th. It would also give the Seattle Kraken points in six consecutive home games, for the first time in franchise history. That's per the Seattle Kraken PR. And I wanted to make sure to note that because I've been talking a lot. And again, from the Locked on Kraken insiders, some of our everydayers who are always in YouTube with the comments, we have been talking about since last off season. So after season one, That the Seattle Kraken need to do a better job of protecting home ice. And they have a chance to do that tonight. We go into this game with a 15 14 and 9 record, 39 points on the season. Our home record sits right now at 8 8 and 3. The away record for the Senators (laughs) 4 9 and 0. We know that uh, Vince Dunn is our leading points scorer. He's got 31 points, and I was alluding to this earlier, but you know, I don't know for sure, so this is not me reporting on anything. But again, it, it just seems to me that a quote-unquote obvious choice might have been Vince Dunn for the All-Star Weekend, but maybe it's just something that he didn't want to do for whatever reason. Maybe he had some plans, and again, hey, listen, uh, the Seattle Kraken weren't necessarily playing well, early in the season, but I don't know. I don't know what the story is there. Uh, Stutzel on uh, Tim Stutzel on the Ottawa Senators is their leading point scorer with 34 points. Now, speaking of Oliver Bjorkstrand, he has totaled eight points, three goals and five assists in his last eight games, which is parallel with the winning streak Of the Seattle Kraken, not just the winning streak, but since we're going back eight games for Bjorkstrand, again, three goals, five assists, eight points in the last eight games played. That is consistent with the points streak that the Seattle Kraken have, and a lot of that with Joy Decord in net. As a matter of fact... um, The point streak for Joy Decord when he's in net is nine games. That's a franchise record. He set the record at the Winter Classic because he tied Martin Jones at that overtime uh, game against Philadelphia the Friday before the Winter Classic. Decord um, has 35 saves. Uh, His 35 saves were the most in shutout franchise history, surpassing Grubauer's. Twenty-nine on April seventh, two thousand two. I want to stick on goalies just for a minute. Seattle Kraken in our goaltending. What to even say? I think people that I see that some people are discrediting what Joey DeCord has been able to. Thank you. I just saw this, Megan. Thanks. I'm glad you like the new look. Um. I noticed that some people are trying to discredit what Joey Decord has been doing and kind of comparing this to the really odd numbers that we see when the Seattle Kraken play in front of Philip Grubauer. I have for now two and a half seasons, almost two and a half seasons been trying to figure out why the Seattle Kraken from a results perspective can't seem to play their best. Cons- consistently in front of Phil- Philip Grubauer. Now of course there was the playoff run and Philip Grubauer I mean was the Seattle Kraken am I right? Am I right? But we needed Martin Jones in season 2 and we need we we are relying on Joey DeCord in season 3. That's not going to guarantee a playoff uh, a playoff berth for the Seattle Crack, and there's a lot more that needs to happen. And it's certainly not going to guarantee that Joey DeCord is even going to see the playoffs, let alone get time in the playoffs, if we end up having a healthy Philip Grubauer. But it is going to present some interesting uh, challenges, perhaps, for the coaching staff and for the front office. If we have a healthy Chris Drieger, which we do right now, a healthy Philip, um, a healthy uh, Joey Decord, which we do right now. But when Philip Grubauer is healthy, what do we do? Who goes to Coachella Valley? Do we let someone go altogether? I, I mean, I sometimes have sweat fits. Okay, maybe not literally, but like in my mind, I could, I could literally sweat is how nervous I am to figure out what's going to happen. And I think there's also an alternate scenario, which is that maybe... The future of the franchise rests in a goaltender that has yet to suit up for the Seattle Kraken. And I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen. I just think, again, the numbers, the stats with Philip Grubauer in the regular season are just a little... I scratch my head. I can't figure it out. Martin Jones gave us a fantastic performance and then we saw that fade and fizzle out a little bit. I do think he was overworked and that's because well, we didn't have a healthy Philip Grubauer and we didn't have Joey DeCord as the second option. It's going to be interesting, but I think people need to cool the jets when it comes to um, not giving Joey his flowers. It has been electric, whether it's been the games that I've watched because I'm not always at cracking games, that Philadelphia game, the Joey, Joey, Joey chance, and then to see it again at the Winter Classic, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised at all if Joey Decord found himself uh, heading to the All-Star Game. Now, I guess technically I I should look at the rules because I always think that having more goalies – at an all-star weekend, makes the event more fun. But then that goes to, what is an all-star game supposed to be? Is it supposed to be just fun and entertainment? Is it supposed to be the best of the best? Yeah, I don't know. All I know is, if Joey Decord is in Toronto, I, for one, would be a happy clam. Yeah, nervous for Chris. I hope he's not cut. You know, someone said to me, Giving Chris Drieger a start, and he did a a pretty solid job. Uh, what was that? The Calgary game. Giving him a start might more be to, similarly to what we've been talking about about Justin Schultz. Is this a situation where you want to give him some looks so that maybe if you have to offload him, you give him a good shot to land in a good place and get a good contract? If I'm being honest. I don't know that the Seattle Kraken are ready to part ways with Philip Grubauer. I don't see that necessarily happening. I don't think the Seattle Kraken can afford to lose a potential talent like Joey Decord, which just by that alone means you're either paying Chris Drieger and a wild amount to play in the AHL, or we're getting rid of him. unless you move Philip Grubauer. I'm not advocating for that. I'm definitely not because I think Grubauer gets a lot of slack that he probably doesn't deserve. All of our goaltending since the beginning of the Seattle Kraken, I think, have fallen on the unfavorable side of criticism. I don't know. I'm just glad I don't have to make that decision. I just ask the questions and we figure it out from there. Yeah, got to get that jersey. We've got to look for a good deal. Okay, we're going to close this out looking at some stats and facts, and then I want you to hear from Yanni Gord, actually, from today, because we're talking the three Fs once again. We want to be fast. We want to have a four-checking game, and please, oh, please, let's have some fun. But I want you to hear from Yanni Gord about – Trying to, or the Seattle Kraken turning a corner and now trying to sustain that level of play. That's coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. And today's episode of Locked on Kraken, also brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. Now, listen. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home a winning trophy. And it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. You don't want a carcacha, a.k.a. Uh, Selena uh, Selena Quintanilla, saying about that. It's basically like a, a lemon, a really bad car. You don't want one of those. And eBay Motors will make sure that no one, not Selena or anyone else, writes a song about your car because they have everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance Superchargers, there's roof racks led headlights they also have these lights that can go under the seat like i was in a, a, like a ride share and i thought this dude had the most like just he he completely decked out his car it was awesome anyway with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the MVP, Joey, 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 and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit is available for U.S. customers only. All right, let's get into the stats, facts, and the three Fs. Fun, fast, for checking what we need to get a win over the Ottawa Senators at CPA. Coming up next on the Locked on Kraken. And thanks as always for making Locked on Kraken part of your daily destination. This is a live show because at the top of the show, I talked about Oliver Bjorkstrand, one of the first 32 All-Stars. It is his first All-Star appearance. As I was recording this live episode, uh, we got this pretty sick graphic from the Seattle Kraken team, I'll show it to you in just a minute. But Oliver Bjorkstrand, who was required in a trade during the summer of 2022, is the Kraken's newest all-star. Um, and I love that. <laughs> they also talk about how Bjorkstrand was acquired while he was on his honeymoon in South Africa. I got to ask him a little bit about that. I love it. South Africa. Actually, a family member of mine is getting ready to go to a trip to South Africa. Anyway, um, so look out for number 22. He's on his own streak. Joey Decord is on a streak. We talked about that a little bit earlier in the show in the last segment. But so many great things for the Seattle Kraken, but they're going to have to work for this win. But I think they can do it. I think they can do it. I think they're feeling good about where they are, but you don't have to take my word for it. Let's take you to Yanni Gord in the Seattle Kraken locker room at Kraken Community Iceplex after morning skate.
1: How do you feel about the change of pace with just now, tonight's second game in the last 11 days? Uh, Yeah, uh, definitely different. Uh, We were playing every other night uh, basically for two months, three months almost. So it's definitely different, uh, but uh, we got to get into practice mode a little bit, uh, go out there, get some good reps, uh, and kind of go from there and then like uh, obviously in game you got to game it out and uh, find ways to, uh, to perform. The injury bug hit a little bit. Guys are getting healthier now. How are you feeling that uh, this test is starting to pay off for this whole room? I mean, uh, yeah, uh, this this team, this locker room, always been next guy up and mentality, and I think um, I think we've proven that uh, lately. And uh, it's 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 great to be um, uh, to see guys coming back and and seeing guys healthy and and helping the team win.
0: The team's on the longest point streak in franchise history. I don't know. Does it feel like that to you guys? Does it feel like you guys are finding that kind of success and that confidence, and how the results are coming?
1: Uh, yes, but we're not too worried about that. Honestly, uh, we're really worried about the next challenge, next test, and uh, this is going to be tonight versus Ottawa. They're uh, they're a great, uh, very talented team. Um, yeah, we got to step on, uh, on, like step on it early and like really. Uh, Really come out hard and um, and do the right things early, and then kind of see from there.
0: Obviously, your goaltenders have been phenomenal lately. But is there anything defensively and structurally defensively that stood out to you that's been an improvement for you guys? Because you're not really winning games, you know, scoring a ton of goals, but more just preventing them what stands out to you about?
1: Yeah, I think um, we're trying to limit as many uh, scoring chances as possible, uh, trying to puck, uh, trying to uh, like limit the scoring chances on the outside, uh, not as much on, on the inside, and uh, the second quick inside, we're collapsing on the inside most of the time, uh, which is where most goals are scored, so uh, if you take care of this area of the ice, uh, usually uh, you're in better shape. Have you guys been happy also kind of building off of that with your ability to kind of limit other teams' transition opportunities? Yeah. I, I think that's huge. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, you've got uh, limit the turnovers, which is basically uh, the transition part and the, and the admin rushes part. So uh, if you limit the turnovers, you put the uh, puck deep, yeah, yeah. uh, where we're very comfortable at forechecking and and uh, cycling the puck and and using one another. I think that's the the our, our strength of this team, and and uh, yeah, I go, you go from there, yeah. Was Giroux a guy you looked, you looked up to at all when you were younger? I, I mean, uh, Giroud has been a um, heck of a player for numbers of years in this league. You definitely look up to uh, two guys like that and uh yeah he's uh he's tremendous uh the way he plays the way he uh, he, uh, he acts around the lake is the way he is as a player as a person it's it's great to see and great to watch
0: and so that was yanni gord there are a few things that he talked about including wanting to make sure that they were focused on the task at hand Tonight, which is the Ottawa Senators, I think also just talking about, again, goaltending, talking about how this team has not been scoring a lot of goals, but has been preventing goals. I was so thrilled when I asked. Dave Axel about what he felt contributed to the, the wins leading up to the winter classic. And then of course against Vegas that day that he said uh, that it has been a focus. And he said that there has been an identity focus on the defensive end and absolutely. But now if we focus on that defensively sound style, I know I was with the Philadelphia Flyers co hosts and they were saying that, but is that at the sacrifice Of some of your more offensive minded players. And you know what? We don't really have the luxury to worry about that because if we're not stopping goals, we're not going to win games until we get a bona fide superstar. And I love Oliver Bjorkstrand. I think Jared uh, Jared McCann is great. Vince Dunn has really stepped up. But as someone on the Locked On NHL show said, I think it was Nick from Locked On Predators, when you know, your top point scorer, points getter is a defenseman and he's kind of at a point a game, <laughs> you know, a point a game pace, is that sustainable to get over uh, the hump that they that was self inflicted, in my opinion, isn't enough to make a playoff. If isn't enough to make a playoff push, I, I don't know. my My answer is that it's not going to be long term. But for now, we do have an all star, and that is Oliver Bjorkstrand. I saw the comment saying I, I love the video in Hack's office, and just like I said earlier on the show, he was planning. He already got an Airbnb. He put some money down. I don't know uh, if he's got, he maybe has enough time to cancel that Airbnb, but oh my goodness, you know, he made plans has a young one and uh, was ready to to take a little bit of a vacation. And Dave Haxel said, nope, you're taking a flight to Toronto. Now this will be all expenses paid. So at least for Oliver Bjorkstrand, I'm not sure his family (laughs) will exactly get the, the fun in the sun that they were expecting in San Diego, but hopefully it'll still be a good time for Oliver Bjorkstrand. Before we get out of here, because we uh, we have a game that we that we want to get ready for here, something that I think is important to note is that although this is an Ottawa team that is 3-7-0 in their last 10 games, they're also a team that is 11-10 when scoring first. Now the 10 losses is maybe you say that's not a trend, but I think if you are scoring first in effectively half of uh, this number right here, that's something to keep in mind because fun for checking and fast, a lot of that is also getting a good start attacking the game, taking control of the game as the Seattle Kraken. We were not doing that early in the season. The streak we're on right now, that's what we've been doing. They were very aggressive with Vegas, pushing them to the outside. This is an Ottawa team that can go from aggressive to absolutely unhinged in the drop Of a dime, so (laughs) we need to make sure that we are really attacking early, and then we're ready for whatever counterattack is going to come from the Senators. We also know that when trailing after two periods, the the Ottawa Senators are one fifteen and 0 Now we're one twelve and three, so again, uh, if we can't attack the game early, we have to make sure we take the lead heading into the third. That's going to be important. And if we do have a lead going into the third, I think the Seattle Kraken have to be ready to maintain their composure because Ottawa is going to want to muck it up like Warriors came to play. They are going to try and get all up in our face and we need to be cool, calm and collected. Honestly, I mean, generally speaking, Generally speaking, you know, I don't like what we talk, how we talk about hockey fights and that whole clip on Sportsnet and whatever. It was ridiculous. Um, But generally speaking, this is a game where if it's just the physicality that you see in your quote unquote average hockey game, let it go, boys. I was going to try and bring it down to their level. They're going to try to frustrate you because historically this season, that's what it takes and that's how they kind of have to play. We don't have to play that way. When they go low, we go high. That's what we want, okay, in uh, Michelle Obama's infamous words. Anyway, this is a good test. Someone asked Dave uh, if he thought this was a trap game. He said, of course, he doesn't believe in trap games. I don't really either. I don't particularly like that term but there is definitely a high that the Seattle Kraken are riding because of the winter classic. It was a fantastic event. They had their family, they had their friends, but now it's back to work. It's back to business. And the exciting part is that once we get through Ottawa, we'll have some time for practice. Oh, yeah, we talking about practice, and Yanni Gord mentioned it as well. Dave mentioned it the other day, and I think a little bit earlier today as well. So the Seattle Kraken need to settle in. I don't expect us to lose this game. I don't think there's any reason we should lose this game, but, hey, that's why we play the games. But even if they do drop this game, which I am not advocating for, the Seattle Kraken will have some time to refine things, and I think this is a perfect time to have some practice time before they go on the road because they're going to be getting guys back. Jaden Schwartz, not expected in the lineup tonight. However, he's making progress and is considered day-to-day. That's also going to make some interesting decisions for the coaching staff when they try to figure out how to keep this ship afloat, especially if the streak, the win streak, continues. But anyway, that is our show, folks. They're going to practice. Say it ain't so. Hey, there's J.D., he didn't, uh, you know, come up behind me to bomb me this time or podcast bomb me. I was mentioning you earlier and what we talked about regarding goaltending, and that's going to be a conversation I feel like we're going to have for the rest of the season. But if you're not already, make sure you are following Locked On uh, Anaheim Ducks. And of course, make sure you listen to the one and only voice of the Coachella Valley Firebirds, Jason Hernandez. But It's time to bid you farewell, bid you adieu. We did this live show because Oliver Bjorkstrand is our representative, at least our first representative, for the 2024 All-Star Weekend in Toronto, Canada. I'm excited. I'm not sure if I'll be there. It's possible, but I'll keep you posted on that. But that's going to do it for this live show so we can get ready for the game. As always, be kind to yourselves, have compassion for yourself and for others. And tonight we say loud and proud... Hold fast, stay true, and let's go Kraken! I will catch you on the next episode. As we say, release the Kraken. There we go. Defend the deep. Hey, I'm glad you're here. Don't worry about it. We'll do these live shows again. And yes, let's fear the deep. All of those things, all of those things. And at the end of the, the third period, hopefully... We get this regulation win. Uh, we don't want to go into OT, but, you know, we have a little experience with that. But thanks, as always, for making Locked on Crack a part of your daily destination. Thank you to JD and Megan and Cheezus. Thank you so much. <laughs> Squid Squad. That's it. Joey, Joey, Joey. Thank you so much for joining me, and I will catch you on the next episode. Until then. We say loud and proud, hold fast, stay true, and let's go crackin'. Hope you enjoy the new graphics because here it comes right now.